1: Um
0: You're listening to the Go-Birds Pod, a Radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Go-Birds, episode number 23, right here at Radio.com, Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barchard, James Seltzer here with you uh coffee and hand, we're ready to go uh had a little uh whoopsie daisy uh, last night i guess right we uh we unfortunately thanks to uh, john and molly's for being so accommodating we actually couldn't fit a podcast in a place
1: and that's a i think that's the
0: first time that's ever happened
1: James. it is the first time it's ever it was actually we it was so crowded there that we could actually not make a podcast
0: anymore. yes so uh unfortunately um, uh, we uh, we couldn't hang out too long there, but we will. If you're listening this uh, right now tonight, we will be. Uh, where are we heading to uh, again, James? On a taboo, John. A taboo. It's
1: twelfth and Spruce, I
0: believe. Yeah, right in between uh, Spruce and Locust. There, Eagles players will be there. Uh, a chance to win uh, Eagles tickets to Carolina, which is why we're here, James. We are. Uh, let's let's preview this bad boy. And this is kind of what um, we were talking about this last night a little bit. When we saw this Eagles team in two thousand and seventeen to go into Carolina on a Thursday night with that some bitch ref that they really tried to ruin things, uh, this was it was supposed to be a test of th- where's the bar? How good are they? And now a year later, they the Carolina Panthers are coming into the link and I'm trying to figure out what this is. Like what is this? Is this a is this a win that we all need just to feel better? With the Eagles being 4-3, and three, is this a test? Like, how are you viewing this game?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's a, a massively important game when you think about having to go to London next week to face a Jags team that, whether they're good or bad, seems to play well in London. Come on,
0: you know the answer to that. The
1: London Jags, <laughs> baby! Served like mortals. Knows what to do in London. So, you know, you worry a little bit about that game. The London games are weird. So, this is a game that you can control. Plus, I, I look they would be they would lose two straight at home if they lose on sunday yes i mean that hasn't happened in a long time here in philadelphia for the first time in in what feels like years the philadelphia eagles have taken back the link the link is a legit home field advantage again for this team and i think it's important to hold that home field advantage as it were to take advantage of that advantage Little redundant there, yeah, but we'll all right. roll works. with it. it we'll works. roll with it. I I think it's a massively important game and very similar to last year. Granted, they were what four and one heading into that one, Yeah. or three and one heading into it. Made it four and one, whatever it was. Uh, I think it was three and one. Made it four and one. But regardless, um, that was a big game on Thursday night, and they found a way to beat the Panthers. They found a way to beat Pat Pete Morelli. Pete and,
0: Morelli, that's right. C- yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, so I um I think this is a uh, it's it's funny because, and maybe it's the 10 days off, maybe it's because the Eagles looked so fucking good against the Giants that no one really knows whether, like the whole thing this week is like, are are, is it, are they back? Is it for real? <laughs> yeah, what do we yeah. do? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of just going to this Panthers game going like, I don't know. What, don't te- know. what is this team? Let's are they good? Are they, <laughs> are they bad? Do they <laughs> suck? Are they great? I don't know. And I lean more towards the, the The Giants game was the beginning of them starting it to get to starting to get it together, but they need to win this game on Sunday, and they need to to not slide by. I think for people to kind of start to be back, and and whether the team is back or not, we'll find out. But for this fan base, I think they need a win at home against a quality, we'll say, opponent. I, I think it's a big game in, in that perspective for sure. Can I?
0: Can I uh, can we go to confession for a moment? Because I'm content and that scares me. I'm so content. I don't care what the outcome is in this game. Is that weird to say?
1: Well, look, I. No, 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 no.
0: I care. I know I care, you mean. But I am. I've lost the edge.
1: Yeah, I think we all have. It, it's, <laughs> I'm the,
0: a, it's, it's a weird feeling. I can't. Yeah, I mean, I'm yelling and screaming two weeks ago about, you know, hey, look, it's to blame the offense. I and stuff, think which once, is true, the,
1: once the whistle blows, you get back in. Yeah, and you just can't help yourself and you're watching the Eagles and the natural reaction take over. But yeah, I, I think but it's. Why two, is that? I That's think it's I'm two saying. things. It's two things. One, we won the fucking Super Bowl, <laughs> all right? Something that we've been waiting your bell our button? entire time. I know, it ding. In here. Yeah. Well, we've been waiting our whole lives for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Many of us, look, I'm 37 years old. I waited a really long time. There are people who waited twice as long as me. People who waited longer than that. So I think that for the team to achieve something that was our identity as fans, like that's who we were. We were the fans who wanted a Super Bowl that was it. Like nothing else mattered. So once you kind of summit that, like achieve that summit, reach that peak, I do think that there is a little bit of a different perspective on it What I will say, and I think the other part of it, John, is that the way they won it, like just the most mind-blowing, no-fucking-way type of winning a Super (laughs) Bowl that's ever happened with Nick freaking Foles at quarterback. And the Super
0: Bowl itself, too. uh, Just everything.
1: The whole run. The whole run was as unbelievably unexpected and awesome as it could be. So I think that... It's hard to get geeked up for Game 7 of the season yeah. because you're like, I saw Nick Foles win the Super Bowl! Yes. They'll figure it out! So I think there's a lot of that going there, too. But I definitely get what you're saying. I don't think it's... It's not that, it's not, not caring because, again, like I still desperately want them to win and, oh, and stick to my stomach in spots and games and all that. But there is something different. There is a different feel to it. I don't think there's any question. And on top of that, I do think that no matter what happens... I'm willing to love this team and these players no matter what happens for a year. They get, look, I want them to win the Super Bowl again, but they get, it's not a pass, but I'm just not going to be as angry if if it doesn't work out. I can't, I can't. They won the Super Bowl last year.
0: And I can't force it either. I can't go, oh, you, these guys who might lose to the Carolina Panthers. Now. I, I'll, I'll be it's mad. Like, yeah. I'll be mad because here's why: the Carolina Panthers are not good.
1: No, they're, they, not, they're, they're r-
0: not bad, but they're not good. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them in the not good category. Really? Because there's a, there's a couple reasons why. And if you've and we all saw that Giants game. That the Giants should have beat that team if the Giants were a slightly better. Uh, if they were the Browns. If they were the. Trying to think of another like meh team that's that has enough talent on it. If they, if they uh, had Washington, a, yeah, Washington. <laughs> if it was Washington, they would have, and they, they did. did. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, and that's what happened. They, this is not a good football team. Like Cam Newton is. It's this. It's so weird to me because North Turner has looked different, and I'm surprised at some of the looks that he is is thrown in there. Because you remember, we all. This is not your dad's North Turner for whatever reason. This is not throwing to the tight end a lot. This is not. Well, it is still kind of pounding the football. It just looks different. They're using pony sets. They're using pony pistol. They're using offsets. They're using all sorts of weird things to get guys like Curtis Samuel in there. Christian McCaffrey, your boy who's trying to lead you to your fantasy, you know, the, the league championships all the time. But even his usage looks a little different. Like, obviously, he's going to be more involved in the passing game. You're going to hear that forever. But this, even on the defensive side, like this, this is supposed to be that that same it's it's Luke Kuechly and Thomas and all those guys that are there something's again something's different about this squad and it's not in a good way like it's a it's the same old thing where it's it's Cam Newton trying to take control of the game and usually he does and look all I I have this weird thing going back and forth I love Cam and hate Cam all at the same time I'm sure that's a lot of uh, a lot of people's perspectives, especially if you're in Carolina, I'm sure they have that debate all the time. But you know, he's the guy that's always trying to make the big play. He's the guy that I would even say is is reckless, uh, Mike Florio. Uh, you know, not not Carson Wentz, not all He, but in a, in a way that he wants to be so competitive that he doesn't think about anything else. So it's kind of like the give and take, and it's the same thing when I look at this against the Eagles' defense and when they had success last year. Against this team, they bottled up Cam Newton. Uh Fletcher Cox absolutely dominated Trey Turner. I think that's going to happen again and I don't understand that part of it either. Trey Turner's not that good. And that's everybody keeps going, "Well, you know, through every rookie uh, like a D-tackle, nose guard, defensive end that I've seen and people that break down tape that are a lot smarter than me, they always say the same thing. "Well, Trey Turner, he's no he's no slouch." And I go, "Yes he is." He gets killed by everybody, so I, I have nothing but big confidence again for this defense at home once again to not bottle up Cam, but just make him do those things where he is going to try and make that big play, make those big mistakes. I, it, I think they they roll in this. Like I think they should be take care of Carolina, and if if we really do think that they're going to be back to a Super Bowl contending team, then they should. I think this should be not an easy win, but they should take care of business.
1: Yeah, I think they're better than the Panthers. I think they're more talented. I think the bigger thing, it's not that the Panthers aren't good. I think it's just, I mean, the Panthers are fine compared to the rest of the NFL. I think there just aren't a lot of good football teams Uh -uh. right now. I think my biggest takeaway from... You know, we got that 10-day break and we actually get to sit around on Sunday and actually watch football. Usually, you know, we go back and watch games. We watch what we can. But usually if it's a 1 o'clock Eagles game, we're busy from 1 till 6, 6.30 with only Eagles stuff. The That's Eagles right. game, the post game, all stuff. So we don't get to just kick our feet back and watch every single game out there. And my biggest takeaway from Sunday and when I have gotten opportunities like that is... No one really scares me. Like the Rams. Uh, that I get it. The Rams are really good. And even they've struggled in a couple games recently. But the Rams are a really good team. I get it. The Chiefs have a really good offense. The Patriots can score. There are some things you can count on in the NFL right now. But top to bottom, these teams just aren't that good. They don't look that good. They're not mm-hmm. that impressive. And I think that Carolina's right in the middle of that pack. They're They're that type of team right there. And the Eagles are better. The Eagles are significantly more talented on both sides of the ball than the Carolina Panthers. They should handle them at home. That, that's the point, John. You're right. What, they're a four-and-a-half-point favorite right now? That feels like the right number. They should win this game by a touchdown, or at least. And they should do it in a way where, kind of like that Chargers game from last year, where you never felt like it was in doubt. It was only, a, what, it a, ended up being an eight- or a nine-point game or whatever. Yeah. But but it, at no point did you feel like, oh, they're not going to win this game. You're like, all right, they got it. They'll salt this away. They'll figure it out. I feel like it's going to be that type of game Kind of similar to, to, and maybe a little less close, the, the Panthers-Washington game from last week where Carolina just kind of hung in and hung in but wasn't able to close it out at the end. I think it's going to be a similar type of game to that, but...
0: Hopefully, DJ Moore fumbles it just
1: as much. Yeah, as I'll you. take it. I, I Look, I, I th- I'm i with you. I think Cam Cam's really talented, man. I mean, he does things that no one else can do, but like you also said, he makes mistakes, and I think the Eagles will take advantage of those mistakes, so... I'm with you. They're a better football team, top to bottom, really in, in every phase of the game. And again, it really comes back to that question of like uh, the team that we saw against the Giants. Is that a bad Giants team they were facing or or is that the Eagles team we're going to see moving forward? And I think that's the biggest part of Sunday. It's, it's letting us know what Eagles team we're going to see.
0: Uh, and I think it is. I think it's more how good the Eagles are, you know, in. In the, uh, in the gap between them and the Giants. Like, that's what you should always see. If, they, if, Rams, if the Rams, as you just mentioned, get credit for beating up on bad teams and the Eagles beat up on bad they teams last year. They handled their business in the best way possible, and I think they do this here. And this is what I feel like every Carolina preview, you can say the same thing because this is the difference between these two teams always. They have no wide receiving core. They never have. Every time this comes up, every time we do a Carolina preview show, they had four wide receivers last year. Four. Not five. Four. So they always were going and relying on Greg Olson, who again is, man, coming back from a huge, uh what was it, an ankle break five, good. five weeks later. good you know, last week. He for
1: I expected him to kind of be a decoy, to kind of not be involved. He was legit involved in the game plan. I think... I think we definitely have to take Greg Olson seriously as a as a threat. But Always. He also like he I mean, if I also feel with Greg Olson like he could step on his foot wrong at any moment and be done <laughs> and be for down. another eight weeks. So.
0: Exactly right. And then you're just old old funch boy over there from uh, from Michigan who's just and he, he has He's been improving. Right. He's yeah. actually been- Funchy, uh, I like to call him. Yeah, Funchy. Um, and our old good friend, and in all due respect to Tori Smith, uh, is out there. And DJ Love Moore- Love that guy. DJ Moore was supposed to Love take over- Love that order. guy. <laughs> I'd sure hear what he said this week, too. It's just like, I turn on the TV and good every Carson, time I, I see- His my, kids my Carson. loves
1: Carson. <laughs> uh, also, do you hear how he started his uh, 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 conference call with the media?
0: Where's Howard Eskin? Where's Howard?
1: I, I, Torrey Smith's a good dude, he man, is. and I really appreciated having him here. And I know that he had some drops that really pissed us off, but he also caught that flea flicker in the NFC yeah, Championship man. game. He had some big plays, and he spread the field for this team. I, um, he was a really good dude to have here. And like, like we talked about before, John, it's like again going back to that theory. It's like, look, like what we do as Eagles fans is if Zach Ertz, you know, drops the ball over the middle, we're like. Fuck you, Zach. What are you yeah, doing yeah. to your head in the game? Now it's like when he drops the ball in the middle, all I can get in my head is like him catching that fucking touchdown or him catching that fourth and one. And I'm just like, mm. yeah. pass.
0: Okay, I love you, that's buddy. That's all right. Cool. You'll do, get him on the next time. Do better show. next
1: time. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> do but better yeah, next time with the smoke. All, all the love for Tori Smith.
0: Uh, but then, um, you know, DJ Moore was supposed to take over his spot, and there's been flashes there, and he's really good. Like
1: he's uh, first round pick, a lot of talent there. Little Jack Fritz's boy. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, from the the abomination of a program of the, University of Maryland. Yeah, be. I, I mean, like you should be embarrassed to say yeah. you are a fan of the University of Maryland. I just, agree. just saying,
0: just saying. So between. That and you know Jarius Wright, who I always said like, oh yeah, he's still playing. And uh,
1: somehow, somehow Jarius Wright's Wright just always gets on always making plays. <laughs> like he's yeah.
0: always making plays somehow. And then, like I said, uh, Curtis Samuel, who I was I was a huge fan of coming out of the draft. Like I thought he was. Uh, he got the kind of the Dre Archer tag because like, well, you don't you don't know what to do with him. And I'm going, all right, calm, calm down. You know, he can. Uh, and for what they run it's it's very interesting. you know the jet sweeps he's usually in on in on those packaged, you know twenty two personnel plays, which they do run and yes, of course they have a fullback because it's north Turner uh and i i it's it's i i can't describe the offense. I don't know what it. it's creatively bad, you know, like it it they don't have any. Uh, downfield threats that happened there and who thought that you know hanging on to Teddy Ginn was uh, well I did actually that was was the dumb like even though Teddy Ginn's on IR and moved on now but uh, they just there's nothing that they can throw downfield to and Cam so badly wants to throw the ball down the field and that gets back into kind of what we were discussing there a little earlier but between all this I just I uh, it it matches up so well with Jalen Mills and with uh, you know, Ronald Darby and all of the hey, you know, don't let these guys get past you. Uh, this is their their game here. You know, it's it's physical, especially against Funch, who is uh, I don't know which side he's going to line up on, but doesn't really matter to me in in terms of of that. It's just this this uh, the wide receiving core is uh is not not great <laughs> and uh, they're going to uh slow and being able to catch the ball is good and towards the red zone it might be a little bit of a difference but I actually think, what we've all been looking for here, James, is the uh, the secondary actually being a little more stout, and I think it's a perfect opportunity that they can uh, limit the yards, which again don't matter. But everybody seems to want. I think this is a an opportunity where they can do that this week.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, this uh, wide receiving core won't be able to take advantage of the Sixers to defi- or the Eagles' deficiencies. It's the same thing. Freudian slip there <laughs> uh, of the uh, watch the Sixers last night. Hey, they won. It was exciting. Uh, of the Eagles' deficiencies on the back end. So I'm with you. Look, and uh, I think that there's a, it, it, they just match up well. Isn't a, a defense that stops the run really well. Carolina wants to be able to run the ball. McCaffrey, I think you worry about him in the passing game. I think he has no chance to run this ball against this Eagles front. So, um, look, I think you know the one spot you kind of worry a little about is defensive tackle. <laughs> Basically, oh, yeah. Fletcher Cox, uh, Trayvon Hester, and maybe Haloti Nada. So you're a little... <laughs> A little light there, so you worry a little bit. But I think that, like you said before, with the offensive line woes Carolina has, with McCaffrey at running back, this isn't a team that can even really take advantage of that. So you worry about Cam on some draws. I think Cam's going to get involved in the running game, who's their leading rusher again last week. Um But, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not worried about this Eagles defense at home being able to stop this Carolina offense. And if they do, then that's an issue. That's yes. a real issue, but I, I think it's going to be fun. Uh I also
0: think just offensively for the Eagles— uh, you probably never hear me say this again this season. Ready? Run the ball.
1: Whoa! Run the ball
0: a lot. Run the ball a lot against this team, especially if, if Corey Clement is feeling good, if Wendell Smallwood's feeling good, you can push these guys around big time. I agree. Big time against that defensive front, even though our old, uh, what is he, 87 now, Julius Pepper's... Still, I appreciated him getting in the face of Saquon Barkley a couple of weeks ago and tossing him around like a rag doll. It was pretty fun. But uh, this, um, you know, and, and they—they're athletic too. Just like I said, like Shaq Thompson um, has uh, has really grown into that role and and done a lot of great stuff there. Uh, there's opportunities to go take shots down the field too. I mean, old old man Mike Adams is there uh, as well, but. I think this is this is this is a, a running a lot against this team. And listen, I don't really care if Doug actually doesn't take that advice and decides to throw right out of the gate and then pounds these guys into oblivion uh, after trying to get a lead. It's fine with that too. But I just think the uh, I don't I don't know if anybody needs to see it, but certainly the way that Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement were talking this week, I think they need to have big games right up until that trade deadline on on the thirtieth and. Uh, I think that's kind of motivating them a little bit, so I, I expect a big game out of Corey Clement. That's that's well,
1: yeah. I think I from. think we need one. I think we need one. I think they need one. I think that look, it, they they've been very vocal. They they're telling Howie, they're telling the media, don't trade for somebody. We got it, bro. We'll go get it. You know, go make it happen. You know, they were good enough against the Giants. The Giants, a decent run D, have been pretty good this year against the run. But Wendell Smallwood, 18 carries for 50 yards or whatever. That's not good enough. Uh, Corey Clement scored a touchdown. Didn't play nearly enough. Uh, Look, here's the thing, Corey. You might be good enough. To handle the load, you got to be on the field to do it. You got to be healthy to do it. So that's part of it, too. So I'm with you, John, with the trade deadline coming up on October 30th. They got one more game after Sunday before the trade deadline, that game in Jacksonville. You figure heading into a bye, if they're going to make moves, they're going to make moves coming up there, like right before the deadline, potentially heading into London, but more likely right after that game. These next two games. Could potentially decide whether they trade for a running back or not based on how they feel about Smallwood and Clement,
0: which leads us to this, folks. It's time for good take bad take yes. one more time because this. I mean, we've been we've been discussing this. Uh, I feel like since the first week of the season, almost like has there ever been a week where we haven't discussed the tra- trading for somebody.
1: No, it's been really like it, been basically really ever since Le- Le'Veon Bell held out. It was like yeah. trade for Le'Veon. Let's do
0: it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And everybody's saying. That. I think uh, Mariucci even got on you know, the broadcast, the pregame show. Go, well, Eagles should. Eagles should go and trade for Le'Veon Bell. Um, good take, bad take. The Eagles need to trade for an offensive player.
1: If they can only make
0: one move, you're if saying. They can only make one move. The Eagles need to trade for an offensive player. John.
1: It's a good take. (laughs) It is a good take, and I'll tell you why. Because right now, if you're looking at the two sides of the ball, and granted, the offense had their best showing in the season, the defense is the one that you feel better about. Even with the need at safety, which I agree is a need, but Vontae Maddox looks all right. Sidney Jones' injury makes me a little nervous, but this is an offensive league now. This is a team that is short playmakers, whether it's at running back, whether it's an outside receiver, they need another guy who can help them put up points. They need someone who can change the dynamic on offense, whether it's a field stretcher, whether it's a Le'Veon Bell type. They need to make this offense whole because, look, when you look at the best teams in football, you look at the Rams, you look at the Chiefs, you look at the Patriots, we're talking about winning the Super Bowl again, talking about repeating. You got to be able to keep up with those teams. That's what the Patriots did on Sunday night. They kept up with the Chiefs. I mean, granted the Chiefs kind of kept up with the yeah, Patriots. Well, yeah, I mean, Either or. Both
0: defenses also are Swiss cheese. Right, so. but
1: that's the point. And, and my point is that this Eagles defense already, even if they don't make a trade, even without Rodney McLeod, and you hope that Rodney McLeod can maybe come back, I'm not counting on it. But even without a trade, this Eagles defense is already top 10 ish in the NFL, we would say. Certainly. This offense is not they're not they're not as good as the defense is compared to the rest of the NFL and in a league right now that we say it every year but now it's like on steroids like it's all offense offense is what matters in the NFL right now period End a story if they if they are making one trade to make this team better get me another weapon
0: i'm going to go i'm going to take this a bad take uh, oh! But but only... I, I Hedging and, a little on it. I, I'm hedging a little bit. I argued
1: too well. You can't really argue. Yeah, I was just it. like, wow, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good.
0: I'm going to say it's a bad take only because I still, even though, uh, uh, again, yelling about the offense for, for quite a while now, I think this offense is still great. And it has a potential to continue to gel the way it is. True or untrue, Alshon Jeffrey has looked even better this year than he did in 2017. Like, the significantly better. Guys. He's looked okay.
1: he's looked as good. Th- th- like This is the best he's looked in the NFL since that 2014 season when he had 89 catches and 1,400 yards or whatever it was. He looks like that dude. Like, that's yes. the Alshon Jeffrey looks like right now. He looks like a top-ten receiver in football, always playing.
0: True or untrue, Dallas Goddard is finally finding his groove. They trust him more. He's blocking the hell out of people and eventually they will throw him the football, true or untrue.
1: No fucking idea. Throw him the ball, dog. What are you doing? Why is Dallas <laughs> no Goddard not getting the idea. ball more? Like, what is happening? I would have thought it would have happened already. So, hopefully true. How's that for an answer?
0: No fucking idea is the best response ever. Uh, true or untrue, this team will have Mac Hollins back. Before the second half of the season,
1: do I have to say it again? I hope so. No fucking idea. I, look, I think they will. I think they will. Okay. Look, and and you like Mike Gro coming out and saying there's a chance Mike Wallace comes back. Yeah. Look, it, it, uh, we've talked about this a lot. There's a really interesting conundrum for this team with all these IR guys. Oh, yeah. and the
0: ability to only. Bring Sorry, two Richard Rogers back. is not going to make it back.
1: See you, Rich. Um, <laughs> but look, I mean, there is a scenario where you look at it and potentially if Rodney McLeod is not able to come back and they deem that early enough, like you're right, John. Like, you could have a situation where you get Matt Collins and Mike Wallace back. You yeah. could actually like, upgrade your wide receiver core with speed relatively right when easily, you need yeah. it. right
0: when you need it. Now, you can't really bank on, and again, Mike this Wallace. is, yeah, we don't know about I any of these can, guys. I can, you can bank Mack on, Mac
1: is the most likely of right. all those guys to be healthy enough to be brought off the, the IR, as we talked about. That was not a season long injury. They put him on IR because it made sense at the time. It was eight weeks, they said. Who knows how long it takes. But I'm with you. Matt Collins the most likely guy to come back. But we don't know. And I'll, I will
0: say that I agree. Still a question mark on what he's going to give you. We really don't know. But did look like, and it was moving towards that way. And we know why he didn't have a great preseason. He didn't have a great training camp. because he was dealing with a, a hernia injury. So yes, I don't. We don't know. But if you all believed in the Hall of Famer Matt Collins, that's an offensive weapon. What the what the problem is now, and you're you're dealing with this. I mean, they they signed uh, McDougal, right, not McDougal. Dexter, Dexter
1: McCluster. No, hey, you're right the first time. De- oh, right. Dexter McDougal. All
0: right, I you nailed mark this it. out.
1: I think usually we're it's You nailed it. You hit it right. The all right.
0: I'm going to take another sip of coffee while while we join all this stuff. This is good. But uh, they um, they have that as a backup nickel because Sydney Jones now is week to week. Oh, which is not good. It's not no. good. So one hit or Darren one.
1: Darren Sproles is week to week and he's never yeah, been seen again. To day to day, actually. And he's,
0: yeah, yeah, he's yeah. still not, he's not being seen. So yeah, But you have all these, you know, you are, again, one hit away from Avante Maddox, no longer playing safety. And then you have to. I think to, you
1: might be already there. You might be playing nickel on Sunday. He might be. Yeah.
0: And does that mean Rasul Douglas, who, I know, and, who didn't and, practice uh, this uh, week too? Unfortunate. F- I think it's a, a death in the family as well. Oh, I've, is that what it was? Okay, good. Heard, I didn't.
1: So. I just saw the practice report. So that. I mean, I'm very sorry for Rasul, yeah. but from a football perspective, you know, you assume he'll be able to play. Is the yes, point? Yes. Yes. Of um, course.
0: But all of these different things, like you are one hit away from your secondary being dog shit again. Like. It's so much more important to go find a safety because you can't rely on Rodney McLeod to come back, and I know it's an MCL, and you're trying to... I mean, that's a long ways away to tread that water with no injuries, with nothing else to You just have to assume it. no
1: Rodney McLeod. I mean, you have to look yes. at it that way. You ha- I mean, you hope, Biano, but you have to assume. Uh, and, and as much as... I will continue
0: to defend the secondary, and I'll jump in Elliott Shore Parks' pool of defending Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby and the rest of the secondary, because they've played well.
1: Wow. Not His great. His pool is, is defending Jalen Mills. Let's not give him too much credit yeah, here. I know, I know. I'm just, Best I'm just saying. Best cornerback on the team, my ass. Anyway.
0: Most consistent, I would say, is not the worst take in the world. Uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were the one the talking about Ronald Darby as a superstar for the season. You actually think Jalen Mills is better than Ronald Darby? Because I don't. No,
0: no, I don't. I'm just Okay, we just, consistency versus like Ronald
1: you know, Darby's seriously. better player. Yeah, than he, is,
0: he is. He is. He is. Uh, all that being said, I just don't want to hear any of the yelling and screaming along with that too. Just as a fan, like I, you need a guy that knows how to play the position for uh, more than Corey Graham, who's also hurt too. By the way, so that's you're down two safeties. You are down two safeties. Safety is the most important need on this team right now. It's why they need to go and find, if you're going to do anything, trade for it. If you're not bothered with it, though, this is where I agree with you. Just go Just go win every shootout. And the only way to go win every shootout is to have a playmaker like Le'Veon Bell with you and just do that. If you want to be the Chiefs, go be the Chiefs. If you want to be the Patriots, go be the Patriots, because that's their M.O. too. It's, I. we have to get ahead of you and stay ahead of you. And the Eagles and defense
1: it. is already better than those two is, teams, too, for what it's worth. Yes. Yeah,
0: I mean, just be on the on the front lines alone. Yes. So, you know, interesting way. I, I'm curious what everybody else thinks yeah, out there, I think it's too.
1: Because I actually agree with you. Like, like, in a vacuum, I feel like safety is the biggest need on the team. But I think that when you look at the situation, the rest of the NFL, the way their defense stacks up against other defenses, even without the safety position being something you can count on. And I also like Avante Maddox at safety oh, a lot do more too. than I expected. I just don't, too. I worry that he's going to have to play nickel. Um, I just think it's re- I think it's a really interesting situation. I mean, you hope look, go get a safety and a playmaker. That would be the best case scenario yeah. Yeah. here. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely one of those interesting conundrums.
0: And like the opportunity to grab a, a playmaking safety is probably a lot more limited right now because yeah, it's, it's might be basically on like, like Carl face.
1: Joseph or no
0: one. Right? I mean. And even then I you know people have suggested that too and I get it and I just don't know how he fits as well he's like, an upgrade
1: over what they have oh, I agree. An upgrade, he's an a, a NFL safety we know we can count on but I agree it's not I don't think Carl Joseph is quite as good as some people think he is
0: no uh and uh yeah just uh, again really curious what you guys think uh whether it's a good take bad take of the Eagles needs an offensive threat here to kind of continue on through the season uh at Go Birds spot at James Seltzer at John Barchard uh should we is it is it time should we? Oh, I believe it is. It's time for the picks. Hit me. It's time to ring the bell. And play some bets. Hey, I don't want your money punching my money. Here come our NFL picks. Here comes the money.
1: Here we go. Money talks. Here comes
0: the money. Money, 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 money dollar, dollar. dollar, Dollar, dollar. The picks are brought to you by the casino at D- Delaware Park. It is the closest place. Uh, to Philadelphia, which you can actually watch, wager, and gamble on the NCAA, uh, the NFL, the entire slate. The bi-week beer bash is coming up after London. We'll have more details on that. We just got the the thumbs up to go and do it. It's a lot of fun. There's going to be VIP seats with food and beer, and then we'll all gamble together and have a hoot and holler and time, James Seltzer. It's going to be a lot of fun. A hoot and holler and time. Uh, speaking of London too, let's start there because we got a nine thirty start with the Los Angeles Chargers. Who, uh, by the way, St. Louis just bring bring a football team back and take the Chargers back. There's no, it there doesn't need to be two teams in L. A. Uh, they've rescinded all their their stuff about the stadium. Just take them take them back, you know, uh, or or don't. Actually, the the ownerships. A t- <laughs> Been terrible forever. Regardless, that doesn't make the Chargers any less of a threat to the Tennessee Titans, as they are a six and a half point favorite. James Ooh. Seltzer heading to London with the Titans. Uh, I don't believe either one of these teams has gone to London. Uh, maybe Tennessee I don't think has? so. I
1: don't think so. Not that I know, at least. So uh,
0: I never, ever, ever feel safe about betting on London games that you have no idea like how how the jet lag is going to perform. Uh, I'm. This is the the dumbest argument for it. I'm going to take the Titans, even though they're banged up all over the place and they haven't played well since they've played the Philadelphia Eagles. But I don't know if they win, but I'm going to take the six and a half and the Titans because I think this is this is going to be a sloppy London
1: game. Ring the bell! I'm mostly because I, I, I think the Chargers are pretty solid. I don't like the idea of laying six and a half points with Anthony Lynn as my head coach in <laughs> any situation yeah. anywhere. But look. They went to Cleveland and, and shit all over the Browns last week. Just They were a one-point dog in Cle- Cleveland, and and just 38-14 to 14 just rolled them. I think the Chargers are playing good football. I don't think this Titans defense is going to stop this Chargers offense. Melvin Gordon's going to have another great day. Um, and I just think, look, I think Tennessee is Tennessee's a mess right now. They're a bad football team right now. Yeah. I know it sucks because somehow the Eagles made them look like a Super Bowl contender. But they're a bad football team. And I think that traveling to London is only going to hinder the more I think. I don't feel great about the six and a half, but I'm, I'm willing to lay the points and take the Chargers That's
0: in London. AFC South division leading Tennessee Titans. James yeah, Seltzer. I know. Well, they're all,
1: yeah, it's, a, it's just an awful <laughs> yeah. division. Yeah, I remember all those people like, Well, oh, the AFC South is going to be really good this you know, year. I was yeah. like, eh, I don't know and about the, that.
0: The, I, I said, yeah, I was one of those say guys. Say that. guys so yeah, I had you're the potential wrong. to be pretty... Wah, wah. Yeah, everybody's got a negative point differential, but you know who else is in the AFC South? James, the Jaguars, and they're frauds too. Uh, let's go to. Yeah, I can't
1: really argue with that right now. <laughs> uh,
0: they have a division game against uh, Houston, so uh, that should be pretty interesting—the battle of, of James Seltzer's uh, leaders of men coaches against one another. Yeah,
1: I'm out on one of those two guys. <laughs> uh, I still, I still think Doug Marone's a good coach. Uh,
0: let's go to uh, probably the the biggest matchup that we all care about here is it's a. Uh, you know where the, uh, the hopefully it ends in a tie. I don't know. Uh, Washington and Dallas, Dallas on the road. James Selter, zero three, at home three and zero. I believe that is a trend. That is why I'm taking Washington and the one and a half. Even though that line is screaming to take the Cowboys instead, but um, the royally inconsistent and the offense especially struggles with the Cowboys when they're on the road. It's like the 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 opposite of uh, of Eagles with the offense and the defense so I like Washington here and not big but Four or five points, I I like them by. Yeah,
1: this line's stupid. This should be Washington minus three. This is absolutely outrageous. This is Dallas fans, the Dallas national, the fucking all these assholes, America's team (laughs) bullshit, voting for or uh, betting on Dallas. Washington's a better football team. It should be Washington minus three and a half in reality, but like it should be the standard three if nothing else. You're getting a point and a half for free here. Take Washington at home. They're just a better team than Dallas. People are coming off that forty to seven throttling again in Dallas, Yep. and way overreacting. The Cowboys stink. Washington stinks too. They stink less than Dallas. I think they win this one
0: uh, ah handily. Uh, yes, handily would be good and uh, and fruitful as we will go down to uh, Atlanta, where that's. Uh, what, the Monday night football game is, is the Falcons and Giants oh, yeah, and you gotta buddy. listen to Jason Witten alright I'm not watching this I'm definitely not Uh, but the uh, Falcons are man across the board mostly four and a half but there are some spots which have it at six five five and a half so uh, all spread out I would say that rises up here and much like the Falcons do and they just obliterate the Giants here.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're going to obliterate them. I don't know. There's, I fucking hate this game. I don't bet on this game. Yeah. Don't bet on it. I guess... It, for it. So between four and a half and six, I think, is a big difference. If it's four and a half, I'll take the Falcons. If it's six... I'll probably still take the Falcons, but I, I wouldn't feel good about it at all. I just, look, I thought the Falcons were going to throttle the Bucks at home. They didn't. They barely won that game. It took Jameis Winston, you know, fumbling them, or like throwing them away the lateral at the end and all that stuff. <laughs> they were there. Um, only won by five. I, I, think, I think the Falcons win. I think there's points scored. I think the Giants bounce back a little bit with a 10-day rest. Look, they went into Carolina and, and lost because of a 63-yard field goal. I think they lose, but I think it's closer than that. I'll still lay the points at the Falcons, but I really
0: don't feel good about it. 54 and a half is the over-under yeah, this bad boy, which right. is the are uh, highest of the week. So, play everybody, I guess, is what we'll say there. We will be on... Uh, sport- Over the
1: Bengals and Chiefs, yeah, I wow. Know,
0: I know, Oh, know. Uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP, Shore Parks. Myself and James Seltzer from uh, one to three, well, then
1: or just you and Elliot.
0: Oh yeah, because you are. Uh, ah, I get, forgot. Get it together. Man, oh, man. I am
1: emceeing an event for Nothing Down. It's uh, a charity that uh, helps raise awareness about Down syndrome. So just check them out. Nothing Down. If if uh, you have any interest in. Donating or finding out more, it's a worthy cause, and um, uh, so that's what I'm doing on Saturday.
0: So it'll be me and Elliot from 1 to 3, and then the Inside the Birds guys with Jeff Mosher, Adam Kaplan, and uh, possibly Bill Osborne on <laughs> from 3 to 4 after that, and then uh, it is, uh, it's is—it's go time. We'll be at the lot, at the Jetro lot, uh, ready uh, to get everybody all fired up, so come join us for the tailgate as well, and uh, you can follow all the fun things at uh, the Go Birds Pods. Where are we going to be at again tonight, James.
1: We are going to be at Taboo, uh twelfth and spruce ish area right there.
0: And you can win uh tickets to the game tonight. So it starts at seven o'clock, ends at nine.
1: Which I think the Eagles will win and cover.
0: Yes. Well we'll wait till oh yeah, because I will be give there. Right. I'm just saying win and cover. Win and
1: cover. I'm taking the birds. I think they win.
0: Which is four and a half by right seven now. Seven to
1: ten that type of range. I think they yeah. win by a touchdown or so.
0: I, th- I like that. Uh, I th- I, it's, it's, if I could tip my pick, I really like that a lot. So, <laughs> uh, for John Barchard, uh, and that's me, actually. Uh, for James Seltzer, I am John Barchard, and this has been Go Birds, number 23, right here on Sports Radio 94, WIP, and Radio.com. We'll see you guys.
1: Go Birds!